0: Gentlemen, days and gays. This is the real pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter. Here, I hope you're all having a great night, morning, afternoon, whenever you're checking this out. I've got a review here for the latest Olivia Wilde offering in Don't Worry, Darling, which of course stars Florence Pugh, uh, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, um, and Chris Pine. Those are the main uh, the main four. So, full disclosure here, I'm gonna. Stay away from spoilers for the most part. If I do get anything super spoilery, I will give you a warning. Okay, let's just kind of get in this. So I'm not going to go over the whole drama coming out about the film. You can read about that on your your own time. I'm just here to talk about the film. But what I will say about the whole drama aspect is that it definitely feels like the drama is way more interesting, you know, for some people than what the film was going to end up being. So I was actually really curious to actually see this movie because if you follow me on letterbox it was in my uh, top 10 most anticipated films of this year i saw the trailer i went okay this looks weird this looks psychedelic i think uh, olivia wilde of course coming off of uh book smart which was one of my favorite films of uh oh god when that come out 20 i think it was 2019 i want to say uh I-, I was really curious to see what olivia wilde was going to do with this movie because let's call it what it is uh 2019. Yeah, Oh, I'm, I'm proud of myself. Uh but I was really curious what Olivia Wilde would do some, with something like this. Because going from a coming-of-age teenage comedy to a psycha you know, psychological horror film like this, that's quite a jump in genres. But I was I was curious. I was curious to see what Olivia Wild will do with this. And this is written by Katie uh, Silverman, who went ahead and wrote Book Smart as well. She also wrote of uh, that uh, that Rebel Wilson film that I'm completely blanking on. Oh, isn't it romantic? That's right. And so I, I was kind of like, okay, let's 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 see what this what this could be. And so let me go ahead and start with kind of the very basic non-spoilery plot. So uh Florence Pugh, who's played by uh who plays Alice. And Harry Styles, who plays Jack, they are together. They are married. They are living in the uh, this community called Victory, which is this experimental company town where all the men who work, uh, who live there with their spouses, uh, work for the top secret uh, Victory Project. Is what it's called. It's very much this 1950s uh, aesthetic, this 1950s vibe, you know, the clothes are very vintage, you know, women sit out by the pool while their husbands are gone and all that jazz. And so basically, when something happens, and I'll leave it at that, when this incident occurs, Alice starts to go ahead and question everything that's entirely around her and the town itself. And secrets come to light, yada yada yada. So, okay, let me get into what I liked first. I think Olivia Wilde does a really good job at points with the with the injury, as far as how things are shot. Uh, the 1950s does feel very real in the way it's shot. Um, it's very charming. It's very, and I mean this is a compliment. It's, it's got kind of almost like that Katy Perry kind of vibe to it, kind of that pinup uh, sort of vibe. Uh, I think it actually works really well in, in pockets. And the best thing about this movie, not surprising, Florence Pugh. She's the shit. And when I talk about Florence Pugh... Obviously, you know, Black Widow, I have to point out, but I remember seeing her in Fighting With My Family and, you know, uh, the uh, documentary, not the documentary, but the movie based on the life of uh, WWE, former WWE wrestler Paige, uh, who now goes by uh, 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 Soraya, who just debuted for AEW. Go figure. Uh, Congratulations, by the way. Fucking love her. But seeing her in that, I remember going, "Wow, she's taking bumps. She's she has a very natural charisma about her that I just really found incredibly charming." And fighting for my family—that was twenty nineteen. That was the first time I remember seeing her. Um, I haven't seen Midsummer because I hate being scared. Shut up, I know. Uh, but I remember seeing her also. I actually saw her in King Lear and she's actually really great in that too not surprising but i remember being really impressed with her in uh fighting with my family and then she does little women uh in 2019 which she's great in as well and then of course you know she does black widow she's great in that and i was just really i was really happy for her i was like okay it's really cool to see this this young woman on the come up and actually starting to go ahead and you know, define her brand, and she's really taking a lot of different types of roles. I'm just like, hell yeah, hell yeah, girl, go ahead. And she, th- the responsibility that Florence Pugh has to this movie is that she has to go ahead and not only switch between being this incredible suburban housewife and being like fun and bubbly and and charming and charismatic, but she has to be able to flip between feeling all those things and then being able to go ahead and amplify and convey the horror and the terror and the frustration and the anger and the angst that she feels at multiple points in these scenes. so Or uh, in this film, pardon me. But she's able to flip those emotions on a fucking dime. And it's horribly impressive uh, in the way that she does it. And I have to give her a lot of credit for being able to do that so effortlessly. And it's, it's horribly impressive given the incredible range that she does have to show here. Um, Olivia Wilde, in this movie, she plays Mary. What I will say about her character without getting spoilery, because, again, I'm trying very hard to dance around spoilers for this, Mary comes across very much like Olivia Wilde has come across in this press tour. Uh, She, at points, comes across very tone-deaf and very uh, hypocritical at points, and especially for where her character ends up and what we find out about her. I was really sitting there going, wow, where the fuck do you get off? It was one of those things where I just went, I really don't, I I don't love the way she's portraying this character and what this character ends up being and doing. I just went, yeah, I kind of don't like that at all. Uh, Chris Pine plays Frank, who is the, you know, the figurehead of the Victory Project. He's this incredibly suave, charming, uh, sophisticated Uh, charismatic boss if you are a Dexter fan if you remember season five of Dexter with uh, Jordan I think it was Jordan Chase uh, played by Johnny Lee Miller the whole you know take it you know playing that evangelist Chris Pine has those vibes and there is this incredible charm to Frank but there's also this undercurrent of just true just villainous nature and it's really fascinating to see Pine play in that sandbox because we always see Pine, you know, being charming and or being kind of gruff, you know, something uh, like, uh, oh my gosh, um, like Hell or High Water, like he does, like, I think Chris Pine's actually a much better actor than we ever, we really do give him credit for, because yeah, I mentioned Hell or High Water, of course, you know, as Captain Kirk, I think he's badass, Um, but he was something like In the Wrinkle of Time, or or, uh, or, um, Z for Zachariah, Uh, Horrible Bosses 2, he's the best thing about that fucking movie, I, I really like Chris Pine, I really like him a lot in here. I think he, I think he does a excellent job. And one of the biggest shames of the movie is that we don't get a ton of Chris Pine. We there is this one scene at a uh, at a dinner table between him and uh, him and Florence Pugh's Alice that I went, oh yeah, this is the stuff. And I'll be without spoiling that scene in particular is the best scene in the film by a country mile like it's not even close and i love the way that that scene goes down and the way that frank and alice interact with each other okay i i've given it some some positives now i gotta get into the bad stuff i i'm gonna be real y'all i'm so torn on this movie from one perspective because for the first two thirds i'd say it's it, it's it's very you know it's very 50s it's very you know do the twists and all that shit. You know, the guys are being very, very broy and, you know, so bringing their fine-ass wives and, you know, just, you know, enjoying just working for the man and doing all this shit. Uh, Kiki Lane is in here as Margaret, and I I don't think, you know what? I will give this one spoiler, so it's a mild one about her. Actually, eh, it's not really mild, but it happens within, like, 15 minutes, so it's not really a huge spoiler. So Kiki Lane's Margaret dies in, uh, in the movie and I'm just gonna be real y'all it's okay considering she's a person of color and this takes place in the 1950s the way she's handled I just went that's really unrealistic and it's actually taking me out of the movie and for where the film ends up it's even more for me of a eye roll give me a fucking break moment and the movie just kind of goes yeah shut up don't think about it and I think the more you do think about this film, the more the film breaks down. Because the first two thirds, I really think, are intriguing as far as the mystery it sets up. But then the last third, where you start to get those answers, I really felt like the more answers I was getting, the more the film started to fall apart for me. And even when you take the half step back and think about what the film is trying to say and some of the themes, I just went, wow, I think you can go fuck yourself thinking about like having the gall to say some of the things that you're saying here, especially when it comes to how women treat other women. I just went, that's a fucking gross conclusion to come to. And the movie just kind of doesn't care and the last third for me i was uh, shout out to uh my friend bradley aka canada i was i just spent a couple hours just zoom calling uh, on a zoom call with him and i was talking to him about this movie and my biggest conflict with this movie is that do i think the first two-thirds are interesting yeah i do think the first two-thirds are interesting but at the same time this incredible uh this incredible supporting cast, you know, made up of Nick Kroll, um, Olivia Wilde, as I mentioned, uh, Kiki Lane, Jim Khan, they're all really relegated to... Not even background players, but more like like pawns. It, it really is more about Florence Pugh than anyone else. But the problem is with the supporting cast you have, you need to develop them a little bit, especially for the twists and the themes to hit in the way that they're supposed to. And the problem is the film doesn't do that at all. It really is more style over substance. Uh, it's very tenant ish in that way. And I just kind of was sitting there going, damn, I really wish I gave a damn about... Anyone outside of Alice, and I understand some people to go, well, if she's the main character, but for some of the moments that certain characters have later on in the film, you, we need to know a little bit about them outside of the fact that their husbands work for the Victory Project, and that's really all we know about anyone in, in this movie outside of Alice, which really handicaps um, the film later on, uh, especially when it gets into the whole uh, reveal. And I just went, damn it, that's so frustrating. And the more I think about it, the more it actually does piss me off. It comes across very bad M. Night-ish in that way. And it felt like when this script was written, it definitely felt like the the, the ending was set in stone. No wiggle room for it. We have to end up here, making this point. And I really feel like even at points where the script could have gone a different direction, naturally, just writing it and cutting things and rewriting and you know and cutting, they. I think Olivia Wilde and Katie Silverman were like, nope, we need to land here, no matter what. I don't think they give themselves time to improv or room to improv or to potentially deviate from a theme or two to maybe enhance the other ones. And I I really believe that that hinders the film significantly in the third act. And the, the shortcomings of the script are made very apparent in that last 30 minutes to a point where I felt that even at barely over two hours. It's two hours and three minutes. I really did feel the length of this. I was really starting to get really bored, honestly, in the last third. And that really sucks because visually, as I mentioned, I think this is well directed. I think there are some shots of more horror elements that are kind of scary. But when you find out what's going on and what this is all about, it is kind of a really sort of moment. And I just went, wow, that." that sucks. And I'm really sad that it's just about this. Uh, Also, you know, Nope came out a couple months ago and, you know, Nope is still something that I've watched it a couple times now, but Nope is still something that I'll, I, I find myself going, Oh man, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, I didn't notice that on the, on the first, on the first watch. And it's really, it's really quite frustrating when I think about this, when I go, I don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. Uh, even the Florence Pugh stuff, as great as Pugh is, as great as Chris Pine is, I know that someone will go on YouTube and make a compilation of all their best scenes and go, yep, here you go, and that'll save me watching this over, you know, over two hours, um, A couple other things I just want to point out. There is a monologue that uh, Chris Pine gives, uh, Chris Pine's Frank gives, where he's talking to uh, Nick Kroll's Bill, you know, and the line that he drops, I thought was so haunting was, you know, what is the enemy of progress? And, And Bill goes chaos. He's like, that's right. And they have this whole monologue that Frank gives to everyone uh, in, the, you know, kind of in the, in the neighborhood that I just thought was so incredibly well done. And there are these points where Pine gets to channel that, that darkness, and it just works so well. I, I, I just, I dug it. I, I really dug the point where he was on screen. And he got to go ahead and really show out, but I, that brings me to Harry Styles. And I, I, I just gotta be real y'all. So I saw this tonight. I thought about, let's see, it's almost two in the morning. So I was seeing this about seven hours, uh, not seven hours, it's like five, five hours ago, and there is this point where Harry Styles has to break down and like cry and be angry, and I'm in a theater filled with mostly women in their early to mid twenties, I would say, and the theater laughed, straight up laughed at him. And here's the thing, y'all, I think Harry Styles seems like a nice, like a nice guy. Like I, I don't have any ill will towards the guy. I know he's in One Direction, you know, so the fuck what? I mean, you know. Who, who cares? But I remember watching Dunkirk and being like, "Yeah, I don't think Harry Styles is a good actor," and Christopher Nolan casting him in the main role of Dunkirk, I was flabbergasted by. I went, "Why? Why is he getting this?" And that was 2017. So that's five years since he's been a in a in a movie. And I just kind of was like, "Well, all right, that's five years to take acting class, classes, hone your craft, and." You know, the rumors about him and Olivia Wilde, I mean, they're out there. And I just kind of go, all right, like, you remember in Ra- uh, uh, *Temple Doom*, and, uh, where um, where Spielberg of of course directs that, and oh, what's what's her name? Uh, Kate, uh, Kate Capshaw, I think is what it is. Where she, yeah, yeah, it is Kate. Uh, yeah, I think it, it is Kate Capshaw. Where you know she's the love interest in that movie, and the chemistry between her and Ford is just fucking non-existent. That's how I felt most of the time with Harry Styles and Florence Pugh in this movie. like It just felt like she was out to go ahead and prove her worth and go ahead and continue to elevate her stock. And Harry Styles, God bless him, he just does not have the range that Florence Pugh does. I mean, obviously he shouldn't. But at the same time, when you're doing a movie like this where you're supposed to convey emotions to the audience, but then you have to have this undercurrent of what's to come, Florence Pugh was nailing that in every scene she's really in and Styles just doesn't have that gear yet. And, you know, look, if Olivia Wilde, you know, she's fucking Harry Styles. Like, I mean, you know, whatever. But honestly, when it starts to bleed into your work and the work isn't good, yeah, I need to speak on that. And Harry Styles is not good in this. Again, no ill will towards the guy, but he just, he's just not there yet. And, I, and he's getting dragged on Twitter. I mean, he's got millions of dollars. So he'll be fine. But I, mean, I do feel a little bad for the guy because I'm sure like he actually gave a shit. I'm sure he actually wanted to do well, he doesn't seem too cool for school, but this just—he's not that dude for this role. And I know that Shia LaBeouf and Olivia Wilde have had their, you know, their whole rivalry and all that. Uh, I know Shia apparently is a piece of shit. I know he's uh not the most stable person mentally. Shia LaBeouf could nail this role, and it's one of those things where you kind of go, "Huh, what could this movie have been if you have Alice?" And Jack, played by Florence Pugh and Shia LaBeouf, because yeah, I mean the the act the, the issues with the third act would still be there, but you would have better performances that could help spackle over the shortcomings of the script. And when you only have one powerhouse performance in Florence Pugh, and then an under you know an underlying one in Chris Pine because he's not in the film that much, and a supporting cast that's not really developed or supported by the script it just kind of makes for a hollow film and look y'all i I feel bad to the extent that i've been sitting here for a couple hours thinking about reviewing this and really not knowing what to say because there are things about it i like but that third act is fucking i don't even want to say abysmal but honestly it's kind of right there it just falls apart it undoes so much of the goodwill that i had in the first like two-thirds of it I mean I think the issues do start to creep up in the second act but by that third act the movie it's like it's like a neon sign is you know, peering above it, so I'm really frustrated with this movie because I wanted to love this, y'all like, I cannot stress that enough I wanted to love this, I wanted this to be on the same level of something like Last Night in Soho, I wanted to come out telling my female friends oh my fucking god, you need to go see this shit like, you need to go see this shit, and unfortunately this is something that I go, I don't know if I'll ever watch this again, actually I, I can pretty much guarantee you, I won't watch this again, um Getting my final thoughts. I'm just, I'm just sad, honestly, y'all. I, I really wanted this to be not just good, but I wanted this to be great. And you know, I hope Olivia Wilde. I mean, I'm, I feel like she's getting the smoke right now. Uh, I know. I always say rotten tomatoes is not gospel, but it's a. Uh, critic score, 146 reviews, 86% audience score, which I find fascinating. And I'm just going to tell you, like, there will be those people, and I hate that this is going to be part of the discourse, there will be those fucking assholes that go, yep, see, women can't direct horror, yuck, yuck, like, you're going to hear that bullshit. I hate that I'm somewhat lending to that point, that that line of reasoning by saying that I don't enjoy this film. It's not because it's a female director. It's because of the script and because I don't think this movie understood how to say what it wanted to say without being incredibly convoluted. And that and that in itself really sucks. So I oh man, I've been going back and forth with my grade. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be a little nice. Because of Florence Pugh, and I, like I said, she's amazing in this movie. And she really is carrying this movie. Like, through sheer through sheer grit and will, she's elevating this movie. When the script, I think at points, really does fail her. And Chris Pine. I, I'm, I'm going to give the movie credit for those two things. But... Outside of that, um, I think the messages that uh, the themes is trying to go ahead and convey definitely get lost in a shuffle. It definitely gets lost in the the style aspect over substance. The style is really, uh, the the script is really sacrificed at points by the stylistic nature of the film. And even when the film uh, was finalized when it was done, uh when the finale had finished, I didn't feel a sense of finale for the film because I had so many questions that I went, You're not even giving me breadcrumbs to answer how this thing works, how this thing works, or why this occurred. And it's it's really frustrating, so I'm gonna give this a C minus, and I'm being—I think I'm being too nice, but I—I I don't want to just shit on Florence Pugh and Chris Pine's performances because they are great performances. But goddamn, this is so frustrating for me because I wanted to dig on this, and I just—I can't. It's yeah, C minus. I'm—I'm bummed. I'm—I'm I'm honestly bummed. I—I I saw two movies tonight, and I really wanted this to be. I saw this one last because I this was the one I was looking forward to the most. So I was like, "All right, let's go." You know, fucking don't worry, darling. And I just it just made me roll my eyes at points in that last third. And I just yeah, I I'll never watch this again. And I just I feel bad. I really feel bad. And it makes a lot more sense that Florence Pugh is not doing press for this. Cause I'm sure she's already moved on. She's like, yep, cool. Onto the next project onto, you know, Thunderbolts or Dune part two. I think she's filming Dune part two right now. Actually like, you know, Dune part two will be better than this shit. So, I mean, you know, good for her, but I just, I'm sad. I'm really sad because I wanted this to be something not just for women to go ahead and enjoy, but I really wanted to dig this because the trailers I thought were interesting and I was intrigued and I was kind of getting Hitchcockian vibes from it. And I just, it just, it fumbles the bag in the last third so badly that I can't recommend that anyone run out to a theater to see this. I, I'd wait until digital if you really need to watch this. Wait until it comes out on digital. You don't, you don't need to. Rush out to the theater to see this. Go see Confess Fletch if you want to go see something that'll make you laugh, or if you want to see if you want to see something scary. Um, oh gosh, uh, Pearl is out. Go see Pearl. Pearl is great from what I hear. All my horror friends say Pearl is, is the shit. So go watch that. But yeah, this this shit, I I just yeah, I I can't recommend anyone to go see this. And I oh God, I'm so sad. I'm I, I'm so. Down. <laughs> Oofy because I was so excited for this, but yeah, C minus. Oh yeah, go see Barbarian too. I've heard that's great too. Yeah, go see those. Don't see this shit. But uh, don't worry, darling. Have you seen it? What'd you think of it? Let us know in the comments. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at Uh Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, most places you listen to podcasts, uh, Sam, uh, Samsung Podcasts, you can find us there. Uh, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, to name a few places. You can follow yours truly on... Letterbox at Black Shazam, and you can like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. And what else? You can find me on uh, TikTok at Black Shazam as well. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're gonna have reviews up for that new Tower Perry movie. I think it's called Jasmine's. Noose, I don't know, <laughs> whatever it's called. That The new Tower Perry movie, Diane Knox, I had to watch. Uh, that one. So I'll review up for that uh, here soon. Um, we're going to be starting the Real Spooky series here coming up in the next next couple weeks for Halloween, so I'm going to have reviews up for House of Clock and It's Walls, all the Scream films, Um, what else? Uh, X, I I, I need to watch, I'm actually going to watch that probably this weekend, Uh, as well as Orphan First Kill, some other uh, Halloween stuff, but everyone, thank you so much for listening, thank you so much for your support, stay safe out there, take care of each other, wear your mask, get your booster if you haven't gotten that yet, uh stay safe, everyone. Tell someone you love them today. we all we all need to hear that more. But thanks again, everyone, and we'll talk to you soon.